were not until nine, so. There we go then. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, gents, anyway, thanks for taking the time to sleep today, especially on the day. When you're doing that fable thing, man, you're doing that fable thing of playing live. How, how are you feeling? Oh, how are we feeling? Good. Yeah. Good. Nervous, but good. Yeah. The third one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the third show we've played since the world started coming back to life again. What's the um? What's the crowd like? I mean, are you kind of like taking back like now? People there, they really into it. Um, the last one was a little bit weird because I think people were still a bit wary, and a, a lot of people got pinged with the PC, whatever it is. But yeah. So this one's actually the first one that's properly full again. Hmm. Um, it seems to be good. It seems to be a good atmosphere at the moment. Everyone's kissing each other, including boys and boys. So, yeah, every, yeah. Uh, everyone seems to be in good spirits today. And there's plenty of people packed into the Alma, and that's a, a good sign, I suppose, that people are feeling more confident. Well, it's been a, we've had a, it's been a couple of weeks now, and obviously with like likes of Bloodstock going ahead and things like that, you must be sort of thinking, you know, the confidence is coming back, and obviously everybody's super hungry for, for shows as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it, I just think people are still a little wary, but just mm. still, because obviously, you know, music's, music's everyone's main interest, love and interest, but you still got people who are. You know, there's still got other other members of the family who might not be quite as uh, you know fortunate to be alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about when you take to the stage later on? I mean, the question's got to be asked: Are you planning to uh, to treat that crowd to some new music? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. think, uh, to be honest, pretty much the whole new album. Yeah, I think, I think the, the aside from the the first sort of intro track, the entire album's in the set. So oh, sweet. Everyone's going to Yeah, so, well, we've just... We're doing that really kind of dick move of, like, the bands who, you like all their other songs, but we're playing the new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one's ever heard. I've, every, I've only really just reflected on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might not come over that well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm sure it will, because, obviously, <laughs> talking of which, Leave Me the Ashes of the Earth, out September one suddenly that doesn't seem as far away as it did has the release kind of crept up on you or are you at that stage now where you just kind of just want to get it out uh, I don't know if I a little bit both really i mean it's, it's nearly a year since we recorded it so it does it does feel like it's been a long time coming sorry i know i'm not in the shot high <laughs> um yeah it definitely feels like it's um We've been sat on it for a good while and just sort of waiting for people to hear it. But then it does feel like it's come around real quickly since, because for such a long time we couldn't do anything at all. And then it feels like the last sort of three or four months have been, even without playing loads of shows, they've still been a bit of blur of like promos, doing interviews, making videos, waiting for videos to come out, seeing the reaction, you know. So, and then to think that, yeah, it's like less than two weeks, so the album's actually going to be with the rest of the world. Uh, yeah, it's a, a kind of weird, but exciting feeling. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, he nailed it there, I think. Well, I mean, 
a lot a lot has changed a lot has changed since mastiff last put a record out so much so that we probably don't have enough time to cover it all but let's focus on a couple of the sort of major events firstly the big one how has mastiff been coping throughout the pandemic uh, we looked out really yeah. we were on the end of the plague cycle um and <clears throat> we'd pretty much 80 to 90 percent written uh the new one so it was the only thing that we got messed about was was really we couldn't practice it, it you know luckily like i say it was 90 89 percent written so <clears throat> it was just a case of waiting till studios were allowing people in we, we were lucky enough to get in like the the week before the second lockdown kicked in. So we managed to get the full thing recorded uh, before all the studios were closed again, which kind of worked well for us. Yeah, I think we finished we finished recording the album on Friday and it was like following Monday or something yeah. when when the second lockdown started. So we yeah, we just snuck in there. But then after that we didn't we didn't physically see each other again until March, I think. Tomorrow, right? Yeah, it was so a while. We were then like another five months where we didn't, you know, we didn't have, aside from our constant inane rantings of our WhatsApp, we didn't actually see each other. That was a bit weird. It was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that one was has to be the question. That length of a break, a forced break, you know, did you in? Well, did you enjoy it? You know, have you been able to kind of go, you know what, it's been a shitty situation, but we've been able to take some positives out of it? I would say that one of the main drawbacks has been kind of like uh, not being able to be in a room and kind of jam new tracks out because you can kind of sit by yourself and write stuff. But I, I think this band really does well when we take a part of a song or something and then get together with it. And I feel like that's kind of been missing a bit and and I don't think we've really like got back in our stride in terms of writing music at the minute. I feel like likely lads on scramblers going mental they've just gone past so we're all right. Uh, so I feel like we need to maybe like just get back into doing a bit of writing and stuff like that because we're probably like the least productive we have been in a sense in the written yeah. writing music kind of sense. Yeah. Because of the, the lockdown, I would say. I guess on the flip side of that, though, I think because obviously we have we have been sat on this album, that the only pressure on us to write has been from ourselves. It's not you know, Ewan have got you know this album sort of sat in the wings ready to go. It's not like they're kind of calling us up, banging saying, on the door. Where's, where's, the next where's, one? where's the next one? Because this one's not out the door yet. So the only pressure on us to write is from ourselves, but. You know, we like we like to remain creative and keep sort of marching forward. So, you know, it, it, it has I mean, been I a bit of a detriment. I mean, the other thing is, yes, you ask about whether it was a good thing or a bad thing having a rest. I think it did do us all good to have a little bit of a rest because coming up, we're going to be trapped in, you know, vans and fucking all, you know, venues and stuff like that for the next couple of years, probably quite intensely. So it's quite good to have a bit of a rest from each other, I guess. Re-energise, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's lots of other positives as well. We've got to talk about one in particular, which is, of course, signing with E1. 
wow, that kind of from a fan's perspective, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> from our perspective, it came out of nowhere as well. Oh, I was about to ask, <laughs> how, how did it come about? And was it an easy decision for you guys to go, yep, we're going to do that? It's a really like old cliche. It's not what you know or what you can do, it's who you know. And I think there's like, this is like just perfect example of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, to sort of shorten the story as much as possible, um, Michael Jackson rang us up. And <laughs> <laughs> From the grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was holding <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, Michael Jackson rang Kate Winstein. Kate Winstein rang us, and then the rest is history, really. It's just, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no. So basically, we know a guy that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, um, I assume it, it is public. It's public knowledge. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, so we were, um, we're friendly with uh, Caligram, who we're obviously touring with in October, and uh, our bass player Dan is actually, when he's not playing the bass in a horrible black metal band, he's like the head of promotion for E1 for the entire UK. <laughs> and uh, we played a show with him at um, sort of tail end. Still ended in 2019 or start, right at the start of 2020, I think. And just chatting with him, and he said, Oh, well, you know, this is my day job. If you guys have like any new stuff, shoot it my way and I'll pass it up the ladder, and you might get like a cool tour out of it. Maybe next time Crowbar cycle through the UK, you might get a support spot. And he's like, Awesome, cool. So we finished the album. I just dropped him a message, sent him it. I was like, Here you go, mate. Like, see what we can do with it. Um, and a couple of weeks later, just a message hit my inbox and was like, right, mate, E1, love it. Don't want to sign you. What do you think? <laughs> and we all shit on pants. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely what Phil said, yeah. It's, uh, just kind of knowing the right person at the right time. And, uh, and also writing the good shit. You know, yeah, writing an album with people like that, that helps. We had to sit on that day, which was a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Agonized. Yeah, this was obviously sort of November last year, and we've been... <laughs> yeah, we're quite good at keeping secrets, as everybody knows now, with the, the game and this and... There was, was there ever, was there even any sort of second thoughts? Did you have a discussion? Was it immediately, yep, yeah, we're doing this? I mean, obviously, I we're, we're all of a certain age now where, you know, what, what else was coming along for us? Probably not a lot. So it was kind of one of those, you know, let's just do it. Why not? Let's yeah. give it a go. Yeah. I mean, Field the APF's been classic for us, really supportive guy, great fella. But if a bigger label comes along and says, we'll put this out for you, why would you say no? It's kind of a no-brainer, really. I mean, Billy will tell you that he, he always envisaged, envisaged his... Envisaged? I don't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> envisaged his fans going on to bigger things. And he, all his fans. And he, he was, like, applauding us. Just fucking do it. When we rang him and said, look, this is what's happening, he went, what are you fucking wrong me for? Ringing, get ringing them and fucking say yes. So that was, you know, it was it was pretty much, uh, I don't want to say a no-brainer, because we did have to have a com conversation about it, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was to, a we fairly... We had to out the realities and the logistics, <clears throat> and, you know, we had to get our 
expensive team of crack lawyers to uh, <laughs> sift, sift through the uh, the paperwork. But yeah, it was it was an easy decision, really. One of the most fascinating things is just a just a cursory look through that roster of that label and to see amongst the likes of Avatar, Black Label Society, Dog, like that. You you stand out. It was that something that was quite relevant to you? That Mastiff really are going to stand out on this E1 roster. I think yeah, that was part and parcel of the conversation we had. We were like, well, we yes, we are the small fish in a big pond now, but we're also probably one of the heaviest bands on that label. And for even to get a fucking fight, you know, let alone wanting to entertain us, it was a case of, uh, you know, yes, it, it is crackers that we are the heaviest thing on a, on a label still. Yeah. And it was, and we, you know, we sort of felt the confidence from their side because there was, they must have trusted in the in the album we presented them because, to be honest, there's no other reason that they'd have come sniffing around us. Like we, you know, we've got a, enough of a reputation around the sort of UK underground that we've got our fans and we've got our well wishers, but we're not a sort of making headlines band at this stage. So the no, fact that they heard yeah. that record and were like, "Yep, let's get these these kids signed up with the John Whippersnappers." Did you have any kind of any moments where you were like, oh, the fan base is going to call us sellouts? <laughs> we're signing to a major. Oh, league. yeah. Absolutely. We do. Yeah, we, we don't really care. <laughs> I think mean, they're kind of welcome out to glee, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny when you listen to us and then call us a sellout. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. Anyone, nothing about the music at all. If anyone. The probably best of yeah. If anyone can listen to that record and say, Oh well, they're just chasing the corporate dollar. I mean, someone needs us to be a sort of case of perspective. Well, in a in a sense, the album was written before we even well, yeah, it was, it recorded. Was finished, it, it was finished. finished so, yeah, if anyone tries to say we sold out, then it's it kind of after the fact, so it wouldn't really be a valid argument. So, I, mean, I mean, a good thing, a couple of good things coming out. Charlie has moved from a skip into a bin now. So, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, and he's got an he's got an ensuite toilet now, but it's a public one. <laughs> I mean, it's the moment and, and, and then, the moment you released Endless should have uh, should have silenced any doubters because obviously that was the first single and that was just crushing. So, crushing. so oh my god, what if they've changed their sound? I think Endless answered that question. Yeah. Sort of refined. I think it's recorded a bit better. The song's good, but it's, yeah, it's still that's... heavy as hell. Yeah. It's still a bit weird because we kind of like put things together that maybe not all bands put together. It's, it's difficult to pin it down to one kind of sound. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say it's just. I mean, that's, we should, we'll take endless as the single because it's kind of. I mean, it, it was it was tough single out one song that represented the whole album because I think the whole point of the album is it's quite all over the place anyway but then that song in its own little confined space is also quite all over the place so it it set the precedent in being like you don't know what to expect sort of yeah yeah you don't know what's going around the corner all you all you know to expect is you're going to get your head smashed in which really. is all we want <laughs> it's all we want yeah. 
considering, considering when the album was written and finished, do you think it's a good reflection now of how Mastiff are feeling and the position and place you're in at this point in time? Fucking hell, that is a good question. Um, I think so, because we're not written anything else. Sometimes you kind of like, you're, you're, the album that's coming out, you've already written like five songs and you're like, oh, I wish I could play these brand new ones, but there's nothing, we've not really got finished products waiting in the wings, so I would say this is still a good representation of our sound, what we're doing, where we are, all that kind of stuff. That yeah, and I, th I think this is, uh, and again, disagree with me, anyone else, I think this is probably the first time where... No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably the first time where... Absolutely phenomenal when it lands, fellas. But I've been a bit of a nerd today. I've been looking at some stats. I've been searching through some stats, right? Ooh, stats. Is this going to make us cry? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just is one of those Are they about cricket? Brilliant <laughs> things where, as of about 2 p.m. earlier on today, you have over 100,000 views on Endless and just over 85,000 on Repulse. This is on YouTube. Staggering numbers. Absolute yeah. staggering numbers. Does that sort yeah. of thing relax you a little bit, knowing that clearly the fan base, not only are they hungry for the album, but they haven't forgotten you in this pandemic time? Um, it's fucking Meadows shit out pants, because yeah. where, <laughs> where the fuck has 100,000 people come from? Do you know what I mean? I mean, who listens to this shit? 100,000 people listening to that shit? We're idiots. No, no, really. Um, just, it, it is, it, yeah, as really showed us, but it just builds crazy numbers. You're like, what on earth? Where are them put? Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, it's great. Yeah, like I, like I just said, we feel that we made a good record, but you're you're never guaranteed a, like a response from other people like that. We always kind of... You know, we we like to, we're, we're confident in what we've done, but we don't expect anyone to be on the same page as us. So the fact that anyone at all kind of connects with it and enjoys it is always a nice a nice surprise. I don't, I don't think we'll ever we'll ever be the the band that expects everyone to just follow along with what we do, um, because we we're a bit difficult and we are 
ugly and horrible and you know not not pleasant to listen to. So, which um, has been our ethos from day one. Yeah. Really. So the so the fact if you know the the sort of those two videos combined of you know sort of two nearly two hundred thousand views between them that is insane. But obviously we're very very grateful for everyone that sort of. Taking the time to listen to, uh, well, is it? Is it? You have to get past about thirty seconds. I think so. To yeah. Of you. Yeah. So, so that many people have heard at least thirty seconds of our song. The next one's going to have Lady Gaga as the intro for thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, you keep making me think. The more unlovable you try to make yourself sound, the more people are going to love you because you know it works. You say, "Don't love us, don't love us." People are just going to be like, "Well, we got to win you over." So that's why. <laughs> Guys, talking of the videos, two very different videos. Uh, one that felt, dare I say, also very mastiff. And the other that looked to be like you were having a lot of fun. I want to talk about Repulse specifically. Who came up with the idea? And did you enjoy being, I guess, as on the nose as you were in regards to certain scenes? But Jam, Jam pretty much come up with it. Uh, yeah, well, well, it was sort of, I had an idea about having a, a party bus and it, it went from there and Jam just was yeah. like, ah, I've got this idea about uh, and when. I mean, it, it kind of started with, with, um, with uh, Dan's um, telegram again, obviously, who's our sort of main point of contact with E1. And he said, like, you know, maybe next video, maybe you think about, you've done your sort of sour face serious video, maybe think about. Giving giving people a little bit of an insight into you know what a set of idiots you are, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so we sort of took took that away and mulled over it, and then yeah, Jim came up with this idea about get us on a party bus, and I was like, well, what if it was us like on on the Raz, and then like it was like how when you label rep came to town, to sort of caught us, and we were trying to impress him, and then we accidentally killed him, <laughs> and then. It evolved through various versions of the idea. At one point, it was going to be a gig, but then, like, everyone was comes down to logistics. Scared about, yeah, scared about sort of lockdowns and shit. Lockdowns and all that stuff again. And, and you know, the idea kind of got simplified and refined. And then we gave it to um, um, the guys that sort of are responsible for the videos. Uh, well, Stu made the endless video, and then his sort of protégés, Luke and Matt, who were hands on for Repulse. And they kind of took our basic bullshit and uh, refined it into something that would logistically actually make for a good music video. And um, what uh, is maybe an exclusive for you right now is that it's, uh, it's the first part of a two part video. And um, then coming out next Friday. The, the sequel uh, is coming out, <laughs> yeah, it's coming out next, uh, end of next week. And it will, uh, conclude the story that was started in Repulse. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense because the expectation would be three singles, of course. So can't wait, guys. I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Um, all things staying okay in the country and around the world, do you kind of see this as Mastiff in the starting blocks now? Like, finally, right, new album. You've got dates in October, lovely looking dates, including one near to me as well, of course, in London. Is this you guys now hopefully kind of gearing back up again? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, without a doubt. I mean, every band on the bloody planet is trying to get in the starting gate. So we're, yeah, we're, we're, um, there is other stuff booked, um, which we can't reveal unfortunately yet. But, um, yes, 
no, it, it is. It, you know, it's, it's, this is the first. Uh, I don't know, lap of the, the the fucking ring or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah. terrible at analogies. It's the first elephant podger. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And he won't sell me ice cream for that. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think we we all, as, as much as sort of massive has been a band for quite a while now, and like this version of massive has been together for nearly five years now. But I think we know that with E1 behind us and with this album, we're kind of not completely starting fresh, but like a lot of people are going to hear us for the first time now. Mm. So this, it does it does kind of fit. After this sort of enforced break of 2020, it does kind of feel like a fresh, you know, like this is sort of our chance to like make new impressions on people and uh yeah, hopefully they they just listen to the music and they don't read any interviews. With me. <laughs> 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 because you're, they might get them wrong with me. <laughs> you're doing it again. You're doing a whole endearing thing. Yeah, the whole, the whole uh, yeah, yeah, we're shit. <laughs> we're from Hull and we're shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, you said it now. It's up to everyone else to pick us up or, or like us. We hate ourselves. So. Yeah, right, guys, you said it there, so it's my last question for you. Now, every time I get a press release surrounding Massive, they start a visible band from a visible town. Give me something good about Kingston upon Hull. I've never been there, so give me a reason to go there. Mm, yeah, 63 out of it. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. The deep, the deep, yeah, the deep's alright. Um, there's, there's a there's a lovely um, brewery based in Hull called uh, Bone Machine, and um, it's run by two Finnish brothers uh, that brew out of Hull, and they make incredible beer. Exceedingly good beer. Yeah. So <laughs> we actually, they actually, yeah, we did a, a collaboration with them start last year. They made a, a 10.5 percent yeah. coffee stout called Mastiff. Which so, 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 proper headache. Yeah, um, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing from all. Um, Distortion, Pan-Asian restaurant. Yeah, not the band. Banging. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a. I've got a can of it somewhere around the bar here over there, but I can't quite see it. My wife must have moved it. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. <laughs> when, it, when we get some more cans, we'll send you very kind. Guys, I know you've got a very busy day ahead of you. Enjoy enjoy the show. I hope it's fantastic. I hope the crowd absolutely fucking lap it up. Um, and thanks for doing this. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?